the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey there, it is Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Well, as you can see, if you're watching Facebook Live or YouTube Live, the doctor is in. Dr. Gary Lane with us. It's been a while. He is the creator of functional Christianity because basically the rest of us are dysfunctional. Thank Mm. you very much, doctor. How are you? I am great. Yeah, still trying to put the fun in functionality. So, (laughs) Well, we put the fun in dysfunctionality, so there you go. Oh, okay. Well, I'm trying to... I'm trying to diss you. Oh, I see what you did there. Thank you very much. Well, before we <laughs> yeah, get into I am, before we get I'm into great. talking about important stuff, you know, I always like to talk about stuff that's like secondary, but I find it very uh I just love reading it. So I don't know if we talked about this before, but I noticed that let me see, I wrote down the date. May twenty second, you and Allison dressed up like Stevie Nicks and um <laughs> Nick Fleetwood. Oh no. Yeah, uh, Gary Mac, was baby. Gary was Stevie Nicks, and and Allison was Mick. No, I'm sorry, it was the other way around. So, what kind yeah, of party, sure. what kind of party was this? You know, I I live in an amazing uh, part of town, and so a friend of ours had their 40th birthday party, and so he was a I guess he was a late 80s baby. So he was they wanted a rock and roll. Uh, party theme so yeah. the rock and roll party theme and so yeah i met uh i met mick jagger and uh, there was some <laughs> other guys and gals there tina turner was there oh wow uh, there were there were lots of famous people at the party so yeah fleetwood mac and stevie nicks made an appearance you guys look <laughs> great you guys looked awesome in those outfits yeah, it's it's very uncomfortable for me to do that to uh to uh dress up like that. But uh yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I got some new black jeans out of it and uh <laughs> a, a nice frilly 70s. I don't you know, people that aren't our age don't remember the frillies uh flowy shirts of men that used to wear with the long puffy sleeves and and the chains and stuff. So, yeah. you know, yeah. Tell I us more, Grandpa. Tell us more. So the person turning 40, did they know who all these people were? Because that, I mean, Fleetwood no. Mac would have been before their time. Right, 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 right. Oh. No, you had to have, literally had to have a name tag. I'm Fleetwood Mac. And you're like, <laughs> who's that? Who's that? They're like, who's oh. that? Yeah. Allison's oh, like, I'm Stevie Nicks. They're like, okay. Who? But you're a girl. They knew headbanger people. And, you know, it was a, it was a secular oh, okay. group. So it was like, they just knew headbanger 80s kind of stuff. They okay. were like. They might have remembered David Bowie, but I don't know who. I don't even remember the eighties. I mean, it was so they were like, more like Guns and Roses and probably yes. hair, maybe yeah, some hair like bands yeah. or yeah. Uh, Bon Jovi. Yeah, and, so yeah, the guy the the guy whose party it was, he had like on uh, long shorts and sneaker keds and some chains and a ripped shirt, and he was like, "I'm," and I was like, "Awesome, you look amazing." I was like, "I have no idea who you're talking about." <laughs> Yeah, that could be some anybody. 80s headbanger Kurt Cobain or somebody who knows. Yeah, who knows. yeah. We're talking with yes, Doctor. I was going to go with Jesus, but yeah. they didn't, that would have probably <laughs> killed the bug. Jesus didn't know? wear jean shorts. No, 
<laughs> that would be interesting. Jesus and Jean Short. Dr. Gary yeah. Lane with us, Functional Christianity. All right, a little bit. Of, let's talk Tesla, and then we'll get into the real stuff here. So okay, I, think Tesla. It, I think it's cool, one, that you have a Tesla, okay? Two, you're taking these long trips and mm. on this thing. I think you even put down how much you spend in fuel and et cetera, because you're charging. Does it, ha- does it have gasoline at all? No, 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 there's nothing. No, it's hundred percent. Yep. If I, if I, my extension cord unplugs, I'm just done. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long extension cord. So, yeah. so, so here's a question. And this is a 62 year old man that has no clue about Tesla's or electronic, you know, electric automobiles, how they work. Sure. Is there a place where you find out where you can plug in on the way so that you don't run out of a charge or how do you do that? Yeah, so and and so that's part of the big problem the world has right now. Tesla said, you know, if we're going to have electric cars, we should probably have electric charging stations. Yeah. So they have a network of a charging stations all over the country and it's programmed into the software in my car. Okay. So as I'm driving down the road, the car says, "Hey, you're at like 12% and you need to go and stop and charge for 15 minutes and go here." And it just Okay. Drive there. Wow, that's genius. That's cool. Right there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I think there there's a new I mean America has a new phobia. It's called range anxiety. Yeah. Um and and so Tesla is ahead of the curve, way ahead of the curve on that. The rest of the 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 makers of cars are working on how to figure out how to do that. And so the, you know, the federal government says they're going to provide infrastructure, but I don't know that you know, I don't know. I don't want to get political, but I don't know that they're going to be able to come up with a better plan. Uh, mm-hmm. Mine's automatic. Yeah. I mean, it when I plug in, it knows my car, it charges my car, and when I hang up, I just drive off. There's no credit card swiping. There's none of that. It's not like paying for gas at a gas station. Wow. But so you don't have to I pay to charge or anything. Yeah, there's a. It's a varied rate on how much it costs, but it's about. It, it's about 30 cents a kilowatt hour and my car has a 26 kilowatt battery or something like that, or a 56 kilowatt battery. I don't know. It's, it's all automatic. I don't have to worry about it. I just plug it in. Interesting. Wow. Okay. We're talking George yeah. Jetson stuff to me, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And what's really nice is uh, electricity at cheap. I guess, again, people don't understand how electricity, like where's it come from? It comes from the outlet. No, not really. But but Georgia Power makes uh, power for Georgia, and it's available 24-7, and a lot of people use it in the evenings, but, like, nobody uses it from, like, midnight to 7 a.m. You know, there's not a lot of usage of, of electricity, so it's cheaper to buy it at that time, and so because I'm old and because I have an electric vehicle, I can get it for as low as one cent, so... When I slow charge at home, it costs me about 25 cents to fill up my car. When I'm on the road, it costs me like $10. Huh. Which is still a whole lot cheaper than paying for gas for, for that. Well, and the other thing is I've never paid for an oil change in the last two and a half years. So it's like. Nice. I just think that's cool. Dr. Gary Lane yeah. with us, Functional Christianity. Well, catch us up because on your Facebook, you're speaking everywhere. Uh, Eagles Landing. Uh, let's see, where were you? Mount Perry, yeah. North. Uh, you, you yeah. Been, you've been going everywhere. What's going on with you? 
Yeah, God is just opening some really cool doors. Uh, let's see, Mount Perrin North has a uh, lay counseling department where they have counselors or training to help their community. And they called me in and I'm trying to pour into the counselors so that the counselors can help their clients uh, kind of, you know, multiply that way. Um, Eagles Landing, uh, First Baptist down in uh, McDonough, Georgia, has uh, a great uh, ministry for couples. And they had a, a, a dinner, uh, like a, they have a quarterly dinner. And so I was the guest speaker and uh, they made a mistake on their program. And they said, I'll oh, take however much time you need. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, it was my first, it, it, I, you'd have to call there and find out how people liked it, but it was probably my best one hour stand up comedy routine I've done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, they just, the out, it was one hour solid and it flew by to me in no time flat. And afterwards people were coming up going like, have you been in my living room or are you sitting at our kitchen table? Because just being an older person and maybe have a little bit more wisdom or having counseled so long, or maybe God's given me some kind of insight to relationships, uh, I'm able to kind of share some thoughts and some ideas. So they loved it. Been there. Um, I'm I'm teaching in Bulgaria again coming up. Um, yeah, heading to Greece uh, to spend a month in September to work with uh, um uh, refugees, both Afghani, Ukrainian, Syrian, mm. uh, all kinds of refugees dealing with trauma, post-traumatic stress. Uh, let's see what else I'm doing. I'm all kinds of stuff. I'm preaching the next two Sundays. You can catch me at Sandy Springs Community Church, 5 p.m. They have Facebook Live. Uh, you can watch me on Facebook Live at five o'clock or you can come over to the church in Sandy Springs, uh, Sandy Springs Community Church, the next two Sundays. And it's July, so I think I'm going to talk about freedom and uh, the freedom that Christ gives us and that kind of stuff. So hmm. all over the place. Dr. Gary Lane and uh, Gary, as we were uh, talking before uh, beforehand, you said you kind of wanted to talk about selfishness today. Are you feeling selfish today, Gary, or what? what, what is it? I am. Okay. I am. You know, it, I, I don't have a great way to explain this, but I posed yeah. a question to a group of what's the difference between saying you're correct and I agree. And and so what what I'm seeing is it's this idea. If I say to you, uh, the sky is blue and you say to me, I agree, then then that's not a judgment. That's just like you think that I think that we're we're OK. You can even say, I disagree, and now maybe we could have a discourse about the sky being blue, because sometimes it's red, or today it looks gray. Um, but when I say you're correct or you're wrong, I've, I've, I've taken my filter and my judgment, my selfish position, and I think the Bible would call that self-righteous, and, mm -hmm. and put it on you by saying you're wrong. And I know that's really deep. But I'm just sensing in society today and in people's attitudes and the way we talk to each other is I'm never I'm never bringing back what the issue is and how it affects me. I'm telling how, how you're you're wrong to try to protect myself. Does that make any sense at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Because if we can say you're wrong or, or you're right, um, then we only think that we're right and and everybody should think that we do as we do 
And if if we yeah. don't leave it up for discussion, then then it's always only what we think. Is that kind of what you're getting at? And and then the world sees us as these very hypocritical people who are like, oh, well, you tell me I'm doing wrong, but then look at what you're doing. And so now they feel judged by Christianity. And then, and then of course, they want to judge us back. That's kind of a, a protection kind of thing, you know, fight, flight kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There's this protection that comes about. So when I'm selfish, when I'm self-righteous, uh, what happens is I tend to be very judgmental uh, because I'm right. And we've talked about this before. There's only one person on the interstate in Georgia that drives the right speed, and that's me. <laughs> right? If you're driving faster than me, you are crazy. Mm-hmm. And if you're slowing me down or you're driving slower than me, then you're an idiot, right? Mm-hmm. Or something. So again, what I do is I take my position and I deem my position self-righteous, my selfish position as being the correct way. And if you're going faster, you're crazy. And if you're going slower, you're stupid. One, you know, and so, but everything's judged against me. And so yep. that's where we get selfish and all and relationships between couples. Oh my goodness. I mean, that's half of what I counsel is like. All right, so you're judging your spouse as being dumb or stupid or uh, hurtful, but you're not seeing how it affects you. You're just telling them what they're doing wrong. Hmm. Southerners are good at it. They look at you and say, have a nice day. It's like, quit telling me what to do. (laughs) Bless his heart. (laughs) Oh, Dr. Gary Lane with us, Functional Christianity. So, I know that this is a deeper thing than we can cover in the next few minutes, but how do we, how do we change? Let's say that I'm, I'm, I'm actually not like that, but let's say that, that I were, I'm somebody that's like, Oh no, you're wrong. Dan, you're wrong. Uh, you know, what I say is how do you change that? How does, first of all, you'd have to, what they'd have to realize that they're doing it. Do you think there's a certain percentage that they don't realize that they're doing it? Yeah. Most of us, most of us don't realize we're doing it. Yeah. Um, so I think we've talked a little bit about in the past, the world has this phrase called emotional intelligence. Yeah. And this emotional intelligence thing is where um, we're not, a, we're not aware of ourselves and how we're f- sensing and feeling in the room. I'm sorry about the feedback. So, we we have to start what you okay this is really hard and i'm worried about the feedback but i i need to say i'm going to stipulate that you're wrong how does that make me feel so in other words i i have to bring it back to myself otherwise i'm just judging and trying to change you so that i feel better or mm-hmm. if you drive faster i wouldn't be delayed if you would drive slower i wouldn't feel uncomfortable with how fast you're driving because it's making me nervous it's making me so in other words i always have to bring the conversation back into how it's making me feel or what i'm sensing and and for guys what am i thinking um so if a if a wife comes and a husband come for counseling and i'm just make up let's say the wife says my husband's an idiot (laughs) and i i say okay I agree. Your husband's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So how does that, what does that do for her that your husband's an idiot? If in fact, I might say to you, ma'am, you married an idiot. What does that make you? Oh, wow. <laughs> she doesn't want to think that way. She wants to project onto him 
you're an idiot. And okay, okay, let's just, I stipulate in the court of law, your husband is an idiot. We found him guilty of being an idiot. What does that mean to you that your husband's an idiot? And they're like, I don't know. He just means he's an idiot. No, it, it means that it affects you in some way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we, when we get in situations where there's a rub, that's the best way to explain it. When there's conflict or like a rub, then, then there's something going on in me that's being touched or affected. And it's an opportunity for God to say like, you know, Gary, they're, <laughs> they're not an idiot. You're just feeling unloved or wronged or, but I never bring it back to me. And so what happens is I'm just always projecting out, always projecting out. And so that's why I call that selfish. I call it selfish and and in Bible terms, it's self-righteous, right? And our own self-righteousness is is filthy rags, as Isaiah would say. Right. But I sit in this position that I'm right. And we do it more than we like would care to admit. The world has no concept of that because they think that's what you're supposed to do. Be right. Christ said, I made you right. So you don't have to, you don't have to defend being right. Hmm. And and that's what makes that's it so good. That, yeah. That, that he has made us right. Okay. So that fancy word righteous or righteousness, right? It's his righteousness. And so now he's the one that's right. And it doesn't matter. And so it doesn't mean you don't have an opinion. It doesn't mean you don't think I, I like it. I think it's blue. You think it's gray. You think it's red. That's fine. But I don't have to say, oh, you're wrong. I, I want to say, I, I see it a different way, or I disagree, or here's my position. And if they don't want to hear you, you can say like, okay, well, you, I, I'm not, I, I don't feel like I'm being heard. Instead of saying, you never listen, you say, I'm not feeling heard. You see the difference? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I say you never listen, then what you're telling, what I'm judging you as you never listen. But really what I'm trying to say is I'm not being heard. Yeah. And and that's huge in any, in any marital relationship to be able to not tell the other person what they're doing wrong, but to tell, find out in my own heart, my own soul as God leads you, it's like, what's going on in me? I feel attacked right now, or I feel unloved. Or when, you know, it happens all the time. My husband never calls before he comes home from work when he's going to have to work late at the office. He never calls. He needs to start calling if he's going to work late. All right. That's just put a law on him that says for this relationship to work, he has to call. Now you've burdened him with another thing he has to do. Now, maybe he should call, but the point is, what's really going on in your heart if your husband doesn't call? Well, then I'm insecure. Oh, okay, great. But now you could express to your husband or your, it doesn't matter, whichever spouse it is that's out of the off, out of the house. When you're, when you're not back at the normal time, I feel insecure, unsafe, uh, whatever it is you feel that's making you demand they do something to make that feeling go away. Hmm. And I, this is way too deep, I get, but no, no, but it, it's good. no, it makes perfect so, sense. I think it's good stuff. How do I stop putting it on the other person? That's selfish to put it on you. Like Rick, if you were a better host, I'd be a better guest. It's yeah. like, <laughs> right. That's me putting it on, you know, Dan's awesome. Rick, you need to work on, you know, 
so that's me judging your ability to right and and that would make me oh yeah if he was a better interviewer i'd be a better guest like Hmm. no that's stupid instead of saying like wow I, i don't feel like i'm i'm asked good questions or i don't feel heard or i don't feel you know that puts it back on me hmm. but in self-righteousness so, i say you're lousy you're a lousy and you might be going gary's like the worst guest <laughs> <laughs> so That's how do funny. we make ourselves aware yeah that we're being selfish yeah. in those situations only through the holy spirit of god that dwells within us right yeah. Um, again, it's only it's always when there's a rub. It's always when something is out of balance. Like there's this new study in psychology. It's we won't go into it, but this is like, oh, your brain is trying to be in balance. It, it's trying to be, as the Bible would say, at peace. Hmm. <laughs> right? They can't use that word because that would sound like oh, too much God stuff. But right. they want your brain in balance. But we want peace. So when I don't experience peace, when there's a rub, when something is blocking me, when something comes against me, that is the opportunity to stop and go, what is happening? What's actually happening right here? Yeah. Hmm. So that's, that's maybe, but see, we're oblivious to it. We just keep going and power through it and try to tell you, if you'd call, if you'd ride, if you do this, if you do that, then I would be. That's the wrong way to look at it. That's a self-righteous attitude that I'm right, Mm -hmm. you're wrong, and you need to change so that I'll be okay. And that's not good either. And it takes a little humility to look and say, all right, I'm I'm feeling wronged here, but I'm not always right and go from there. Yeah. Dr. Gary Lane with us, Functional Christianity. We had to take a break here in a second. So uh, Dan's going to put your website up there, functionalchristianity.com. And uh, they're always doing uh, things with couples to help them. It may be uh, at a church somewhere. Or also, I know that you guys also bring, are you still bringing couples into the home? Once a month, we have one intensive weekend with a intensive. couple to get yeah. to the bottom. Right of there in that stuff. room. That Right there. <laughs> yep. Right there. All right, check it out. So, hey, Gary, let's talk to you next month and and, and see what's up. So. Bless you guys. Thanks for your time. Absolutely. Thanks Mm -hmm. for yours. We love you. Dr. Gary Lane, uh, let's take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 